Welcome to another NYJS Fans Podcast with host David Sharman and Chris. Um, I'm not even going to get into all the all the details or whatnot. Um, we, we're not even going to talk about the embarrassment. Well, we are going to talk about the embarrassment loss, but <laughs> what, what's, what's going on with the – well, what, what, basically, long story short, what, uh, in, y'all, in y'all own opinion, what, what made the, uh, the bad loss happen? Ooh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're gonna try it, to make it short and sweet as possible. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, it was embarrassing. It was a bad loss. Uh, players weren't prepared to come to play. Uh, they didn't execute the game plan that they had. A lot of guys didn't know. Uh, the game it, it felt like a lot of guys weren't prepared. They didn't know what they were supposed to do. Uh, Donald was calling protections, and guys didn't know what they were supposed to do off of that. Donald started trying to force the game and it, it made him look worse. And, and, and um, just to close it off, you have to understand when I went back and watched that 16 play drive in the beginning of the game kind of sealed the game. I think it took every ounce of confidence out of the Jets when the, when the Patriots drove, had 16 plays down the field a multiple third downs and a fourth down, I think, if I remember clearly. Uh, that kind of just I I don't think any and then when the play, when the turnover turnover happened right right after that, it was like every it was like I didn't see any uh fight from them after that. I think Donald started trying to do too much and that was it. It just snowballed. I think I think at the end of the day the last thing I'm gonna say is that I uh, my opinion is the Jets are not as good as they were against the Cowboys, but they're not as bad as they were against the Patriots. Uh, the one thing I, I mean, I, I, I mentioned it on Twitter too, is like, how is the offensive line coach still have a job on, on this team? This line is horrible. And it's just, and it's getting worse by the week. It should be getting better. It's supposed to be the other way. It's supposed to be getting better, and it's getting horrible. I mean, that's problem number one from Monday night was the offensive line was absolutely atrocious. Atrocious. Not even bad. It was like it was like they didn't even play together. Just, it was like this was their first time they ever met each other, and they just went out to play, and they just learned the offense. That's what it looked like. It looked awful from start to finish. That offensive line was horrible. No of communication. Yeah, no communication whatsoever. Yep. They, they, they looked lost. I, I mean, and all right, fine. The players still got to play, but we, the the blame's got to go somewhere. I mean, this coach that's has a been, coaching problem, right? That's yep. what I think. You know, and I'm I'm done. I'm done sticking up for these guys. I'm done. I'm done sticking up for Gase. This team looked not prepared whatsoever for that yep. game, and then at halftime they did nothing. <laughs> they did no, no adjustments. No adjustments. Nothing. So to me, that's a coaching issue. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know we got injuries. I know Mosley was playing basically on one leg. He shouldn't even been out there. I get it. Agreed. But you know what? I'm sorry. There's, I mean, the little talent that we have on this team, they should be doing more than what's what what we're seeing. So to me, that goes the, back to the coaching. The sad thing about the whole thing is that um, that. Again, I have to defend Sam Donald here because Jets fans keep coming up to me telling me how Sam Donald is so bad. And uh, a guy that was actually a USC alum (laughs) came up to me today and told me that he thinks Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback than Sam Donald. You see, when things like Mm -hmm. that happen, you know, I can't defend. You know, when he plays that bad, when the Jets play that bad, it's almost like even the worst Jets fans, you can't even defend the Jets to them, you know, when, when, like, when things happen because it was so bad. It was a horrible game. And, I, again, I'll say this. Um, I think it was a snowball situation. I don't think that the Jets are that bad. I think, I think they just got out of control. And keep people need, need to remember that Sam Donald is a very young man and, and he will revert to things that he thinks that he should do instead of just reverting, going to his game plan and sticking to it. He's a young man and he's a young quarterback. 
even Gardner Minshew has had played more football than, than Sam Donald. So, you know, um, I'm not that I'm trying to say that it wasn't his fault because he was bad and he made oh, he horrible, horrible mistake after horrible mistake. Yeah, but, he made horrible but, throws. But he, yeah, and, and he wasn't the only issue. Like you said, the offensive line was bad. Uh, they, again, they don't know who they're supposed to block. Like you don't know the Patriots are going to zero blitz you because you're having communication issues. Bullshit. You know, everybody knew that coming into the game, you should have been prepared for that. Uh, uh, Jamison Crowder, hey, dude, when your quarterback tells you, listen, there's a guy coming here. He's going to be hot. That means you're supposed to be hot. That means you're supposed to run something like a smoke route, not a comeback. If you run a comeback, that means you're going to close the, 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 the distance between you and your the cornerback. The reason why he indicated to you that the guy was coming is because he saw the distance between you and the cornerback. Give your quarterback the time to throw the ball, meaning run a smoke route. One step, two steps, open your hips. Give him a place to throw the ball. Things like that changes. This is the thing. Um, um, Anderson was supposed to run a slant. He realized that, that he was supposed to be the hot read. Run a slant. If your quarterback tells you run a slant, run the slant. Don't run a go route. And then he, he looks over and you're gone and he can't throw the ball to you. He had no help. Nobody was executing what they were supposed to. Nobody, they were acting like they didn't know what they were doing. And that's squarely on the coach's shoulders, both on Gase and his offensive line coach. Uh, until they could show me differently, uh, they're in my doghouse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not – without a doubt, Donald was bad. He was horrible. But the whole team, they just looked very, yep. very not prepared whatsoever for that game. And it, it just – it makes no sense. This is your division rival. You've been playing them. You played them twice a year. You've played them already. So you got plenty of film on this team. It's not like a team that you haven't played in five years and like, oh, we haven't played them. You know what's coming. That's the worst part. You know what's coming out of this team. I mean, come on. It's just, it's embarrassing. That was an embarrassing loss on national TV. And you know what? To me, it's all coaching. Because the talent is, I'm not saying they're enough talent to beat the Patriots. But At they least should, to be competitive. Come on. They've got to be They're not this bad. Nope. You know what I'm saying? They're not the Bengals. They're not uh, – <laughs> right? I mean, who else is really this bad? There's nobody this – they were like a college team out there. You know, they were like kids that had no idea what they were doing. I mean, come on. I, I'm ta- I, you know, I, I used to stick up for Gase, and I thought, wow, this, this offense is going to get going. But you know what? He looks like he's a horrible leader. And the whole assembly thing, which we'll get into, that's a whole other issue, and that shows another issue with him too. So – I'm sorry. He should be yeah. one and done this year. Uh, unless he shows me. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm, yes, right. Unless, unless he shows me some improvement. Because there is. The thing, the thing that bothers me more than anything else is. And, and I will agree with you. Is, it, is for some. I just do not understand how the players are not knowing what they're supposed to do. Dude. You. I don't understand this. Like how are they not knowing what they're supposed to do? Like I, I just don't get it. Um, right. um, and, and if that continues, definitely, I'll totally agree with you that he's a one and done, but, uh, but on, but he has to do differently, man. That's it. Uh, that's it. Yep. And, you know, look who we talking about. We talking about Bill Belichick. He going to find ways of winning games, but yeah, it was real, real embarrassing. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, I, I don't, I, if you could get rid of Perry <laughs> Nickerson for a draft pick. Please do something with Tremaine. Like, beginning of the game, all you see is him getting burnt left and right, left and right. And Tom Brady, and Tom Brady noticed it. Noticed mm. Tremaine is weak. Like, every mm. time, like, I, like I'm going to say at least the first, I'm going to say 15, 10, 15 passes, I've seen him throw it probably to Jermaine Johnson way at least about 12, 13 times out of 15. Ridiculous. Killing them. He, they was killing them. For almost two years, we've been saying that Jermaine Johnson is trash. And he has to, and he has to go. Dude, he's gone. Yeah, he has to go. He has to go. And and again, I, I I've said it multiple times. Um, um, our GM has a hell of a job on his hands because because the the kind of things that the replacement, the kind of holes that we have on this team is ridiculous. You know, it will take a freaking king's ransom. 
to get this team running straight. You know, it really, we really have issues everywhere. You know, and don't even get me started with the trade, Robbie Anderson people. I, I, I can't. I can't. And trade, uh, trade deadline is soon and the only positive thing I'm going to say, but it still wasn't good because it took him a while to get to Tom Brady was that uh, Leonard Williams actually got set it up for an interception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up four four, Mr. Tremaine Johnson. Oh. Uh, but after <laughs> other than that, that wasn't a Tremaine Johnson interception. I, I know, but you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's why I said Leonard Williams set him up. For yeah. that. He shouldn't even get credit for it. But yeah, but I'm not giving him credit. But I'm just saying Leonard Williams set it up. I give Leonard Williams the only one that that deserves the credit. Other than that, like I don't, I haven't really, I didn't see nothing positive about the whole team. I think I think uh, uh, um, Quinnen Williams actually had a few plays where he, uh, he was a, he was also a bright spot too. Um, he he blew through the lineup multiple times, and there was a couple tackles for losses that he had. So um, yeah, I mean I mean we know. This is the thing. Like, I don't even want to talk about the, the defensive line. The defensive line shows up every game. Like, they play the best that they can. You always see they flash. They flash. You could see them pushing the line and stuff like that. But we don't have linebackers to fill gaps. The linebackers we have, uh, Mosley was running on one leg, like Chris said earlier. Uh, um, Cashman, the Patriots came in with a game plan to make Cashman cover. And they knew he could not cover. There's a reason why all these third down completions were going to the tight end because Cashman was, 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 was the one manning up on the tight end and he was lost. You know what I'm saying? So listen, what can I say, man? It is what it is at this point. At at this point, at this point, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of crap going on with this team. So let's, let's get on to, uh, those uh, Injury update seems like they uh Jets giving them giving them fines and but he still needs the surgery. Then this you know with C.J. Mosley not being able to play, <laughs> not being able to play because you know he's still dealing with injury and he might be done with the season. How how is both of these things taking um taking into effect for this team? I said last week that I was gonna stay away from this story until we have more information. And now I have more information. I'm even more confused. You know, <laughs> the fact that the fact that our GM comes out and says, Oh yeah, there's we no, well, the GM didn't come out and say anything. Uh, the player said that the GM told him that, Oh, they sent out blank. Um, 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 physicals or oh, whatever it was, or the MRI. Yes, I, I heard about that. That makes no sense to me. Um, I, I listened to um, um, Play Like a Jets podcast. Um, shout out Scott Mason. Um, he's, he had a doctor on that apparently that knows some of the doctors that work for, for, um, for the Jets. And they said that, uh, that apparently that he, the guy said that he would, he he be, strongly believes that none of those doctors would ever cover up any kind of injury or force a player to play with pain unless they knew for sure that's something that he could do. Now, I went and I researched it on my own. It, depending on the, the tear, how crazy the tear is, he should be able to play. We've seen players play with this harness. I don't know if you guys have seen it, where it's a black kind of circular thing that's on your arm, but there's some kind of connection to something to your chest, basically kind of immobilizing your arm so your arm can't go out, for, for your elbow can't go out far, farther than just inside of your arm. And it can't you go know? high too, think, right? Like right, right, you can't, right, because that's where the, because you could play, your labrum doesn't, you don't really use your labrum unless you take your elbow if you stick your elbow toward, like, in, like with your body, like uh, against your body, your labrum doesn't activate until you take your elbow and move it away from your body. You understand me? So mm-hmm. if you move it away from your body or you move it uh, over your head, then your labrum activates. The, the thing with that harness is what they do is when you have a labrum tear is that they put that engage it on your arm so that that way your arm can't move away from your body so you're able to play or use your arms just 
like by engaging, like you're making a pusher, you know, like you could, like as an offensive line, that's all you need. Basically, you need, you know, to put your, to engage your arms outwards. You know, you don't need elbows to, to move too far away from your body. So the doctor was explaining that it's that most players with that tear could play without it. The thing with Osimile is he's complaining that the pain is too much and he can't take it, you know, and, and he won't, you know, he won't, um, he won't do what the doc, the Jets doctors are saying, you know. So everybody is jumping on the Jets saying that the Jets is, um, is the one wrong here. And I keep saying over and over again, I have not over the years heard one bad thing about this, the, these doctors. All I've heard is one of the best set of doctors in medical doctors in the NFL is from the Jets. We've had multiple exp um, 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 examples of the Jets doing a great job of nursing players from injury to starting. I've never heard anything negative about them. This all of a sudden story pops out of nowhere. And I, I in my opinion, I, I'm probably the only person that will say this. Again, I'm not siding with the organization. I'm just looking at the situation for what it is. It feels like to me that Osimile came in, felt like he was going to play well, and then he started shit in the bed. He realized that it wasn't, he wasn't playing very well. And then it just happened that the injury happened and it presented a, a situation for him to get out without having to forfeit money. You but understand me? Supposedly, there's another wrinkle to it too. Supposedly, he had this injury before he signed with the Jets. Before he got traded? Or... Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, traded. Yeah. Right. Before yeah, he got traded to the Jets, the Jets right. knew about this and about this injury. And the timing of it is where it's really weird, is that what? after the Patriot game, he got benched, right? That's when right. he started saying, oh, I need surgery. So after he gets exactly. benched, he says, oh, I need surgery. So right. I, this is the way I see it. I think, I think 100% he should be playing. But from the team point of view, for them to be – standing up and, and saying, oh, that's it. You got to play. And if not, you're going to get fined every game. I think that's where it's wrong, too. If the guy doesn't want to play, then you know what? Just let him have the surgery, get it done, and get him the hell out of here after the season. You know what but I mean? You can't. Because now you it looks – No, but I'm saying now it looks bad. Uh, now other players are going to say, wow, they're actually fighting this guy just to have surgery? Why don't they just let him have it? He doesn't want to play. If he if he physically can't do if if um if he doesn't think he physically can't do it or maybe his pain tolerance is you know is a little kid pain tolerance I don't know but that everybody's pain tolerance is different no I know yeah, but but this dude is an NFL player man and he's not like a guy that just went in how long does Osimile been playing in the NFL trust me when I tell you that Osimile is not he doesn't have the pain tolerance of a kid if you've been playing the NFL for as long as he has. He has played with injuries multiple times over his career. You understand me? So that, so this story, this whole story for me doesn't make any sense. You're trying to besmirch the name of people that we rarely hear bad things about. You understand me? Under the, under the light of the fact that you have not been playing well, that smells the high heaven to me. You understand me? If oh, you tell I, me, no, I'm, you, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. He's right. Listen, but. My, my point is from a, a team point of view and from getting other players to come here, they're going to see this and they're going to say, wow, if they're fighting this guy to get surgery, I mean, not, not to get surgery, excuse me, and they're putting up this whole fight for this guy and, and he's a bench player now. He's not even starting. I mean, that's, that to me is going to show a lot to other players coming in to say, well, ooh, I don't want to go. Chris, there, I, Chris, if I have a problem. I, 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 I highly you know I mean? doubt that. I highly doubt that's going to be an issue. Like I said. <laughs> We're going to have a hard I, time getting guys here anyway. Listen, listen to me. This I doesn't understand. make it any better. <laughs> I, understand, I understand what you're saying, but I think, I think that's crap. Listen to me. Players don't want to – yeah. Players don't, if players don't want to come to the Jets because, they, because apparently they're the worst team in the NFL, fine. Okay? But this, this whole line that the Jets – people are not going to come to the Jets because they had one 
weird situation with one player, which when was the last time have you ever heard, even in the whole NFL, I've, I have not heard. Other than what's going on in Washington with, the, with Trent Williams, I have not heard a grievance brought up, brought up by a player against the NFL. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but I, it, but no, I haven't no, heard I, anything I like that. I know, but it's... it's you understand? Just, it's a it's very just, rare occurrence. And not only a, that. It's definitely an thing, odd situation. Right, but one thing that you made a point of that I want to make a point of, yes, he's a bench player, but we definitely spoke about how much money he was going to get if he went to go get the surgery. There's something, there's something oh, going on here. It's definitely involving he, money. Right. There's no this, doubt. He probably, I totally agree with you. He probably <laughs> knows that he's going to get the money if he makes the surgery. And the Jets was like, listen, we want you to work for your money. We don't want you to go and get, and, and get that money for free. You understand me? Not for free, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and, and, and fine. Listen, I understand. I, Listen, okay, let me put it this way. For all what I have said, yes, there's a, there's a, there's a part of me that says that I, that I kind of not, you know, I, like, why are you pushing the issue with him? I understand, you know, I'm asking that question, but it's not that big of a question for me, you know. I still think that it smells, it stinks on Osimile's side more. Even, I don't care what anybody says about him coming and and standing at a at a and saying oh this body this he basically came to speak in front of his locker knowing full well the fact that he brought up a grievance made it a legal issue and his coach and GM cannot publicly say anything and every fan is out there spe- saying oh they didn't say nothing Gase didn't say nothing Gase cannot say anything legally because this guy went and filed a grievance against the Jets. No Jets personnel could say a word about this until it is done with. You understand me? So he's publicly, he publicly could say whatever the hell he wants and the Jets could has to stay quiet until the grievance is over with. Come on, man. He's no, manipulated. It feels like to me, Again, I could be wrong, but from where I stand, it looks, it feels like to me he has manipulated the situation for him to look at the best that he can and the Jets could look the worst that they can. And all all because he has played horribly. That's it. Yeah, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm not. Trust me. But to me, it's just like for the Jets to be doing this, I I, I just think that they should have said, fine, you don't want to play on this team anymore? Fine, have your surgery and get out, and that's it. Yeah, but they but they have to pay him all that money. It's I know, not, but it's not, just, it's not gonna just happen. Oh, go have your surgery, but then they'll owe him how much money? You said it was gonna be it was gonna be a, a ridiculous sum. Of yeah, money. it was like ten, eleven million. Right. No, I know, right. but, but either way, I think they're gonna have to. Either way, they're gonna have to play um, pay him because what if he's still on the, the bench? He's still gonna get yeah. paid, right? That yeah. so I so that's what I'm saying. My point is. You know what? It's a headache. It's it's a PR problem. Like I I, I think both. I listen. I I agree with you a hundred percent on what he's doing. He's absolutely doing that. He's absolutely doing that because now he could get the surgery. He go he rehabs the rest of this year. He goes into next off season fully healed and yep and go to another agent. team right yep and, and, and then his life is fine exactly right. yeah perfect and he, know, he knows he'll get signed by jets. somebody yeah yeah so it's, it's use the jets day it's basically that's what he did right. using the jets you know that in the, anyway that's an opinion of mine i'm not saying that's exactly what it is but from where i stand unless somebody could tell me something differently this all this information that i've been getting left and right for the last week is just Thinks to me, it does not seem like it's up on the on the up and up for me. You know, that's just my opinion. Yep, it's just weird. That's that's all. That's all I can say. I'm not. I don't have nothing to say. It's, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm in disgust. So I, I won't say much. Um, let's get to the Jets preview uh, mm-hmm. against the Jags. Um, yep. I, I know they're coming out of a tough game, but. They're going against Minshew. Uh, anything is possible to happen in this game. So, yes, how sir. how will uh, how what's the game plan going against the Jags to try to uh, win a game? We got to stop Leonard Fournette. 
Yep. That's absolutely. it. Stop the run. That's it. <laughs> second, second, second best running back in the league. Uh, almost five yards a carry. You know, seven hundred fifteen like, yards. Seven hundred five yeah. yards a carry. Touchdown. He's definitely the Come guy on. to stop. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it does. And Minshew is nothing to sneeze at either because he's he's having a a ridiculous year. Because look at how many yards he has. He has, I think. Uh, I think he has. Uh, he's got one hundred seventy three rushing yards. I he's got he more had... rushing yards than the rest of the Jet team besides Bell. <laughs> I think Minshew has <laughs> thrown for ten touchdowns to two picks. Yep. Ten touchdowns, two picks, almost seventeen hundred yards. Yep. You know, I think the the Jacks offense also la- they're they're I think they're in like in the in the top ten in yards in the league, also. Mm-hmm. So we so there's nothing they're nothing to see that. And then to make to make it even worse, we have to go up against probably one of the better defensive lines in the league with Calais Campbell, you know, and Josh Allen, which a, a lot of Jets fans will be like, yeah, we should have drafted Josh Allen, <laughs> and and Yannick and and, and Gakwe. You know, so uh, so yeah, we we have we'll have our hands cut out cut off. I mean, uh, we have a, a, a the Jets will have definitely have their hands full. Um, I I would say other than AJ Boye, I I uh, uh, question mark at the corner. So so if the Jets could definitely give Sam time, uh, we might be able to take advantage of their secondary. Uh, and Darius but, is out. Oh That's yeah, uh, yes, out. yes. Darius is out. That you know, yeah, I mean, that helps us. <laughs> yeah, but that um, Calias is a handful. Same man. time, they, need, they still need to protect Donald. <laughs> yep. Like they oh, have yeah. to find some way to protect him for at least three, three, three seconds. At least three seconds. That's. I'm telling it you, it seems like a... the toughest thing with the with the damn offense. And if I'm they don't amazed. get the protection, Donald's going to be doing the same shit that he just did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm amazed Great. that the offensive line coach still has a job. He's, yeah, it's, it's awful. And, and to go back to that, what you were saying. Remember, guys, when when he was hired, we went back, we did our research. He, he he's probably the more he has the most pedigree in all the coaches, you know, <laughs> coming from Dallas and then build, help building that that monster offensive line he was part of, and and he went to um Bengals. to the Bengals and he did a pretty good job over there with Joe Mixon too. I would say, right. You know, I don't know yeah. what's the deal here, man. I don't know what the disconnect here. Definitely don't. Mm. I don't know. But what's what's the prediction? <laughs> Whew, this is gonna be tough. Uh, yeah. I think I think um this is this is a, a game that could be had because I think as well as the Jags has played, I don't think that they've played that you know, they haven't played a lot of tough teams. I think I think um I think the kid Minshew um, is kind of uh, falling back to earth now a little bit. Um, I think the only person I think that offensive line and and uh, and Fournette is our issue is the problem is what we we're we're going to be having to deal with. And listen, every game we play from now on, I don't think there should be ever be a con there should ever be a conversation about how easy the team is and what their record is until we show up the communication on offense. I don't care who we're playing, even if it's Miami or the Bengals, who are the two worst teams in the NFL, unless the Jets show up their communication issues on offense, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. We, 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 and I, I praise Greg Williams because the fact that he almost he has almost no linebackers and he's our defense is still playing competitively. And I want to speak face to face with Gaze <laughs> to explain to me why his offense is playing so horribly. Mm-hmm. Um so so at the end of the day, um this game again I I have I, I don't think the Jags are that uh troubling of a team. I, like I said before, I think their their front seven is the problem because I think they rank somewhere in the top five in sacks, but still they rank like they rank all over like fifteenth in defense or something like that. Somewhere in the in the in the middle to la, to the bottom of the league in in defense all uh, overall. I mean, so they could be had, um, but again, we have one issue. We have two major major issues. We don't have any linebackers. Don't have 
that many corners, three anyway, and we have no communication on offense. And don't be surprised or don't be shocked if this is Robbie Anderson and Lennon Williams' last game. I want to I wanna, I wanna talk about this because I am I, – I, I have been – it's troubling to me that people think that treating Lem- Len- um, treating uh, Anderson away is an answer for the Jets. You have to understand that you have a young wait, wait, wait. Rewind a little bit. There's a multitude of teams out there looking for a deep threat to help their young quarterback, right? Right. We're trading our only deep threat away for helping our young quarterback. Do we mm-hmm. have a young quarterback? I don't, I, I don't understand this. Listen, unless Anderson is a cancer in that team and is causing issues for Sam Donald, Anderson should be left on this team. You have to understand, as a young QB, being able to understand, the, to attack teams from different angles and act, uh, attacking them deep, intermediate, and shallow, with shallow with Bell, intermediate with, with our tight ends and Jamison Crowder, and deep with Anderson is something that will help him grow immensely and quickly Listen, like I, we need him too. I if agree. you take – one second. If yeah. you take Anderson out of that game, trust me, when defenses come play the Jets, they're going to constrict the def- the, 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 his view of the defenses and he won't – be able to attack the defenses. They're going to dare him to be more accurate in intermediate passes, which is going to be harder for him. You know, they make you're going to make his life more miserable. You understand me? I don't understand why that's a plus. Listen, they're already, they're already doing that. We have no deep threat. I mean, even with Robbie Anderson, when, when have we seen this deep threat other than that one pass against Dallas? I understand. Seen? I understand. Okay, they're not giving I, him I, enough time to to drop back and and give Robbie Anderson a chance to run deep. So that I understand too. So, but right now you got to start thinking about the future because this team is not making the playoffs. I understand about developing Donald. That's the one thing that makes me think about it. But if somebody offers you a second round pick for Robbie Anderson, what do you do? You're going to say no to that? Listen, listen, Chris. I'm, I'm I, curious. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't think we'll get a second round, but if we do, I think you got to, you got to jump just, on it. I'm just saying that again. I think, I think, I think that people, unless we're getting a player like, uh, un, listen, I, I just, I just, this is this. What I'm saying is also for the future of Donald. You understand me? He needs. This time, he needs the progression. He needs to be able to read progressions. He needs to be able to attack defenses and understand how to attack them. This stuff is very important also. It's not something that you will just, oh, let's just give up on the season. What is he going to do from now until the end of the season? This We can't just throw away this time. This is his learning time. He needs these learning curves. He needs these things with him. And, and- we can't just... Give up on the season just because things are tough and things are not going the way they're supposed give up. to just go. Re- no, I'm well, not saying you- give up on the season, but just kind of realize that, okay, playoffs are done. We're not making the playoffs this year, right? At two and – what are we, two and five now? Yes. Okay, two and five. So we have seven games. So that means we have nine games. One and five. <laughs> one and five. <laughs> so We wish we were two and five. <laughs> right. So we're one and five, okay, we have – so we have 10 more games left. I mean, how many wins? time, man. Right. So we have 10 games left. We're not going 10. So we're not going 11 and 5. That's out. We got a, we got a couple of losses here. We got Baltimore we're probably going to lose to. Probably going to lose to Buffalo the last week of the year. Um, we got Oakland now. That's a tough game. So, I mean, listen, I, I agree with what you're saying. If we don't get at least a two for him, no, I wouldn't trade him. But if they offer you a second-round pick for this guy, I think they got to really think about trading him. I just they got to start I, rebuilding. I mean, I hate to keep saying that, but you know what? I'm, <laughs> there's no guarantee he's going to be here after this year. Maybe he doesn't fit. And then here's another thing. Okay, Ace is probably not going to be here next yes. year. So who knows what 
that it, it's, it's such a mess. And and yes, I understand mm-hmm. that. Uh, like people say, he's he he he. His contract will be up, and they'll have to pay him next year. But you have, but I still, I still believe in Sam Donald, and I think he needs the help. And I think um, Robbie Anderson is helpful, unless somebody tells me that he's been a cancer and he's not learning the, the offense he's supposed to with and the the way he's supposed to. Then I would understand. But if he is because, okay, other than this game, the the Patriots game, that Sam hasn't really had have time. The time, the moments that he's had time, Anderson has looked like a superstar. You understand me? So the issue is not Anderson. The issue is the fact that you have a broken offensive line and you can't protect the kid. You know. So I don't know if getting rid of Anderson is the answer to this. Oh, and then, yeah. and then, not only this, not only that. Again, we're talking about an NFL, a draft situation where it's practically a crapshoot. You understand me? The Raiders traded. The Raiders got a guy. What? When did they? He um, drafted Cleveland Farrell in the in um, a draft a pick after us mm-hmm. last year. Clint Farrell probably has like one or two pressures all season. And he was a, he's a first-round pick. You understand me? This is what I'm saying. It's like everybody acts like the draft is something that you could just grab gold and run with. It's a crapshoot. No, it is a crapshoot, crap but shoot. you know what? So, but, so you take picks how good, But think about doing? it. This is, what, this is how good teams rebuild. This is how good teams get better. <laughs> it's through the draft, not through signing a free agent. Doing this is going. Yeah, but you have a dread. more proven. Listen, Anderson is a proven commodity, though. This is what he's I'm a trying to commodity? say. Proven commodity? How is he? A yes, proven he commodity? is. Yes, he is. He's a proven commodity. He's a pro. He's proved. He's proven that if given time, he could get open. He's proven if given time, he's one of the better deep threats in the NFL, and that is good for your offensive. That's good for your offense. That's good for your young QB. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not saying that he's some kind of all-world player. But what he do, what he does, he's one of the best at doing it. And and it's and everybody acts like it's it's easy to just get a guy that's a deep threat. No, it's very rare. There's not that many deep threats in the NFL. Everybody acts like it's easy. It's like, oh yeah, you could get a guy that could run through, run past the corner. No, it's very rare. You want to give away the one thing you have on offense that's almost sure. Listen, again. Robbie Anderson have Anderson has proven that there's almost no corner in the league that could cover him. He's run past almost everybody. Just give the kid time to throw him the ball. You understand me? And mm-hmm. I, I still just think that this really is a connection to the to his growth, Sam Donald's growth, and I think we need to keep him around. Now, if we're talking about Leo, that's different. There's enough talent around on the defensive line that Leo could go. You understand me? Because whatever contract, number one, whatever contract they're going to pay him, you know, I think I still think he's a very valuable player. But I think we could still get the same kind of level of play or more than from Quinn and Williams. And I love Kyle Phillips and I love, love uh, Fadakasi. So, so I so I think there's talent there. I think Quinn, um, I think Leo Leonard Williams is the guy. If if you need if you're gonna trade, that's the guy you should. Mm. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, I think those are the only two trade candidates on the team. You know, I, I don't see them trading anybody else. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're gonna move from uh, move Bell. Um, I think they're gonna build around him as well. So. It's just a mess because you know what? We don't even know what I it, – it, this is what stinks too about Donald, about the development of Donald. He's going to probably have to learn a new offense next year because Gates is probably gone after this year. Unless some miracle happens in the next 10 games where this offense all of a sudden starts to produce, you know? I mean, or unless – because you got to remember, Joe Douglas did not hire Gates. I know. So he's not his guy. So if he's going to go down – He's not going to go down with some other, some others, some other pick. He's going to go with his pick, whoever that I pick agree. may be. I don't know, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting, but 
he may maybe he keeps him another year. Who knows? But yeah. it's a mess right now. Yes, it is. So what's the predictions? We're back to the prediction. Uh, I for me, um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think uh, I think these teams are a little closer than uh, they're closer uh, than everybody thinks. I think uh, this is going to be like a 2017 something, uh, 2017 Jets. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to win this one. Um, I'll say. Uh, 27-17 Jaguars. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is that Jets supposedly supposed to be mad because of the score ran up, blah, blah, blah. Last Don't week. buy into game. Rich Samini's crap. Rich Samini's Rich Samini's Yeah, I don't listen to any crap that Rich Samini says. Both him and Manage Matter is like, I can't read any crap they, re- they write anymore because it always seems like they, they fuel they leave off the fuel of the, 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 the feelings and emotions of Jets fans. Jets fans for ages have been let down by their team and they have a healthy anger and these guys feed on that. They're like, they're like what do you call, what do you, do you call parasites feeding on the, on the angst and anger of the Jets fans. They fuel that just so they could get clicks. I don't like both of those guys. Definitely, I really don't. My thing is just play the game. Um, I, I guess I'm side with you, Sean. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a 17-14 uh, Jets. And if they win, then I don't be so I won't be surprised if they if they beat the Giants and and the Redskins. So I don't know. I, I'm just saying, if that happens, yep. then I won't be surprised. Yeah. Um, let's let's get into uh, some NFL talk. Um, Emmanuel Sanders uh, got traded to the 49ers. For um for some draft picks um you know the same thing with um Sanu to the Patriots listen and, and it always happens Patriots always get good players but that's another take <laughs> um Sanu to the and Patriots Josh Gordon went to the was on, put on the IR Conley, too uh Conley went to the to the uh, Texans um cornerback yes. Conley went to the Texans and Mr Bennett got traded from the Patriots to the Cowboys so. Out of all of them, which which team has more of a leverage in in them in these trades? Uh, who got the better better the benefit? I think I think out of all those teams, I think they all kind of got the benefit. I think I think uh, the Cowboys did need extra pass rushes. The problem with the Cowboys is the Cowboys do um, their defensive tackles have been struggling up the middle in that defense is very weak, man. Uh, so um, so I don't know if Bennett is the answer for them. Uh, they might be able to take on a lot of teams because uh, both Tank, Lawrence, and Bennett could get a pass rush on, and they would be able to get a rush on. But uh, I still have questions about their middle. Um, the the whole Sanu thing, uh, like Chris said before, oh, the, you know, the Pats always get good players. Mohamed um, Sanu uh, is probably one of the better route-running wide receivers, a wizard at getting open. Uh, uh, he's a run-blocking killer. Basically, when that dude wants to, when he comes to run blocking, he'll take off anybody's head. He doesn't care. Um, uh, six to 210-pound guy, man. So he basically is a bigger a version of, uh, of the Pats' uh, smaller uh, wide receiver. Uh, they have the same kind of attitude, and Tom Brady said that. He actually made a big deal of calling him, calling Sanu and telling him, because Sanu is 12, uh, he wears the number 12. He wore the number 12 in, in Atlanta. And uh, Brady called him and said, if you want 12, we'll, I'll give it to you. And Sanu was like, hell no. You're number 12. <laughs> I'll take 14. You know, so. Um, and he's so another that. he's another Rutgers guy. And yes. Shiano supposedly, uh, since he coached Rutgers, he's been bringing in some of his Rutgers, guy, Rutgers guys. Yeah, because McCordy and Duran Harmon also played in Rutgers too. So, yeah, that's, that's a big thing for that. Uh, the Sanders trade, I think. Apparently, Sanders was having issues with the front office in 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 Denver. Uh, part of the reason why he got traded. Uh, even Von Miller came out and said, "We we'll, we we only want guys that want to be Broncos around here." So so there you go. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> How many do really want to be the Broncos right now, though? <laughs> Two and five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not many. <laughs> yeah, especially with that talent of that team, it's weird that they're not playing up to up to par. Um, 
So so yeah, but the whole Gary Connolly thing, I think I think it's another another um thing because I think Connolly is a very talented corner. Um I think it's one of those things where um the coach did uh, Chucky did not like the kid. You know, he probably he probably used this opportunity to get rid of the kid. I don't think he really liked it because Conley's Conley is a 2017 draft pick. Uh, um, so I think, so I, I, yeah, the kid is talented, man. I, I don't, I, I still don't understand that trade on the Raiders part. Um, yeah. He made a big deal about calling all the picks that they just got, uh, whatever. I, I, I still think he's one of those things where he didn't really like the kid and he was waiting for time to get rid of the kid anyway. So, um, but anyway, the Houston Texans have absolutely no picks. Uh, whoever's going to be their GM, their GM next year, they're going to come in and be like, uh, <laughs> the cupboard is bare, guys. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, um, so I don't know what the deal going on with them. But they're, they're strengthening their, their – they didn't have a choice anyway. Houston didn't have a choice. Houston has multiple injuries in their, in their DB room. So uh, Conley would probably come in and start sooner than later. I think, I think with my issue is uh, the 49ers needed to make that trade the most was because of the fact of the matter is that nobody don't talk about how they how they struggling on offense. Like, literally, like, if it wasn't uh, for that throwing defense, the ball. Yes. if it wasn't for that defense, um, they wouldn't have won, won as many games as they did now. Yeah, they, they could run the ball, but they can't throw the ball. They're having they're struggling throwing the ball. You agree? I agree with you, um, Devin. Yes. It needed to be, and that, and that needed to be made because without like they even struggled against the Redskins, and the Redskins have been playing good on defense. I give credit to the Redskins defense. Um, well, but I, well, to be fair, to be fair about that Redskins game, it was also a landslide game. It looked like they were playing in a in in a pool of water. Basically, but but, so, but, I mean... but Kirk Cousins uh, <laughs> last night they they didn't play too too good. In my well, he, he got a concussion, so yeah. Case Keenum, <laughs> Case Keenum had a concussion, but uh, Keenum, I'm sorry, wasn't, yeah, but they still had a like Vikings had a low scoring game, so it mm. wasn't well. Well, this is this is the NFL. We 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 talk about it all the time, man. Like, can you still can you can you explain how that happens? No, every any given Sunday, man. Like teams come out. You know the didn't he have like three straight great games though? Cousins oh. had like cousins. oh yeah, cousins has been balling. Like, yeah, yeah, so you gotta give him a little bit of credit. Nah, but he didn't really have a bad game Lions, last night either. He man, the Lions game, you know, Darius Slay and they they suffered major injuries. The Lions suffered major injuries. Yes, Darius Slay, uh, Damon Harrison, uh, and um, the running back. They they suffered major injuries in that game. It was a good game, but I, but I'll give credit to uh, Mr. Mr. Casey, I'm, I'm not even going to say his I don't want to say his name, but I'll give credit. <laughs> um, like I, yeah, I'm going to – I'm I'm I one other trade I wanted to talk about was the whole Quadri Diggs trade that the Lions uh, – since uh, Davin just uh, brought up the Lions, uh, Quadri Diggs is a team captain and a pretty good safety for the Lions, and he got traded. Uh, only reason why he got traded is right now he – I think he makes like about 1.5 mil. Yeah, and apparently his uh, his uh, his contract would balloon to like five plus million dollars next year. So they were like, "Well, we don't want to pay this guy five million dollars, so we're gonna trade him away, only to replace him with get this, Marcus Gilchrist of Jets fame." You remember Marcus Gilchrist, right, Chris? Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you get rid of 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 Quadri Diggs, who's been playing really well, and he's like a really loved guy in the locker room, only to replace him with a guy that's like, I thought he was out of the league. <laughs> I I I don't get it. I I, I don't get it. Hey, that's what it is. Um, we ain't got much news for y'all, so let's get to uh, player of the week. Um, for week seven, um, who's who? Who y'all have? Hmm. Who you got, Chris? Uh, let's see. I gotta say, you know what, Lamar Jackson. We keep talking about him. He went into <laughs> Seattle. He went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks on the road. I think that's a huge, huge win right there. Uh, that was impressive. I have to say, I did not see them going into Seattle and beating Seattle. You know, 
that's that that's a tough place to win to to win whether they're a good team or not. And Seattle's a pretty good team, and they beat them pretty easily too. It was pretty ugly. So uh, not I mean they only won by fourteen points, but um, Baltimore's defense played great. But Lamar Jackson, man, he's he's definitely in the yeah, MVP he, talk right now. He's definitely he's he's balling. Yeah, yeah he's out of control right credit, now. Man. Yeah, yep, got to give him credit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I think I think the man of the hour is the that bad man from mm-hmm. from Green Bay Packers. Holy yeah, crap, wow, man! <laughs> yeah, he, he creamed the, the the Raiders defense, man, for something ridiculous. I mean, I mean, wasn't he supposed to struggle because his offense is is uh, most of his it offense was injured? Yeah. <laughs> that should have been a lot closer that game, though. Not not that his that part, is... but I'm saying that should have been a lot closer because. Uh, the Raiders gave up the ball, I think, three times in in the red zone. Yes, yes, yeah, they so, did. Yeah, yeah, th- that should have been a lot closer that game. But I, I, I agree. But you don't give Aaron Rodgers that many chances. No. That's exactly what happens when you give Aaron Rodgers that yeah. many chances. Yep. No. Yeah. And I think he's gonna have a big game this week too against Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, since so Mahomes is out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Mahomes is out, and you know the Kansas City defense. They're banged up too. Eh, yeah. <laughs> Um, they're not I, good to begin with, but they're banged up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think I got two players. Uh, the first one is uh Jacoby Brissett against uh reason yeah, why I agree his performance against the Texans was uh amazing. Uh, four touchdown passes. Um, yeah. Second player goes to Mister Mister KC. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. <laughs> I don't like him too much. I'll give it to Mister KC. Your cousin, my guy. cousin. <laughs> ain't mine, ain't mine. That's for damn sure. But poor touchdown performance. So yeah, y'all, y'all both get the uh, play of the week. Hey, you brother. So um, let's hit the trivia. Uh, second week of trivia. Come on, don't do this to me yeah, today, so man. To, Here we go. I'm not. I'm not. I'm... <laughs> listen, listen, okay, listen, man. listen. They should. Be, they the shouldn't be that day. bad. This is. They should, this is shouldn't be shot. as bad as last week. People. Be bad. People. People, you have to understand that Chris and Davin have come together to torture me. Come together. On this, on this <laughs> actually, actually, this is all on my plan. Yeah, this is all this Davin, time. man. I can't sure. take any credit whatsoever for this. This is all Davin. Go, just let me go with my story, okay? I believe that this is mm-hmm. like, you know, you well, guys. I'm gonna are, give, team, <laughs> team the first guess, me. I'm going to give the first guess for Charmin anyway in this one. So, uh, yeah, Charmin okay. gets the first. <laughs> all right. So go ahead. I'm right. hoping. I'm hoping you you get this right, Sean. So the first okay, question ahead. is, um, what Jet player is known as the Green Lantern, aka Mr. Third Down? Jet player, Green Lantern, Mr. Third Down, Mr. Third, Third Down, Wayne Correct. Ding, 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 ding. There you go, Sean. <laughs> that was easy, see? See, that was, was a nice easy one. See, I'm, I ain't nice making this bad. That was a softball. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of <laughs> You guys took it it's easy on softball. me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so second question. Um, how many how many Super Bowls Deion's, Hall of Famer Deion Sanders have in his career? Wins? Yeah, Super Bowl champion wins. Uh, uh, I'm going to guess three. I'll say two. Correct. There you go. <laughs> See, Charmin? This week Correct. is my week. Yeah, I think it is. Now, nah, now nah, we're gonna move on to the last and tough question. So okay. uh, so um how many <laughs> all right, how many uh how many uh players um has the most how many players has the most Pro Bowl appearances with fourteen? In, in their career, how many players? How many players? You mean you mean there's a tie, a bunch of players that have fourteen, yeah. fourteen, and it's Man, a, this and is tough. Fourteen. Peyton Manning is one of them. Correct. Oh man! Oh, it's not Brady, wow. right? Correct. Oh, Brady's, Brady's one okay. too. Yeah, definitely. Brady's one. Peyton Manning's one. Um, wow. Oh. Uh, Damn, Give us a hint. Up. What else? Is there any defensive <laughs> players? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think. I, think, I don't I think, know. I don't. I don't know. Oh, you this only know a... the, the total amount? Is that it? <laughs> I mean, I know the names. Oh, you know the. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. oh. So, you know so yeah. Okay. 
what is it is it four players close hey is um emmett smith and Deion sanders in there no nowhere near it oh wow um I'll give y'all one more guess. Okay. Okay, a player that was great and stayed great for a long period of time. 14, 14 Pro Bowl appearances. Oh, forget, 14 years. A cornerback. Played for Denver Broncos? What's his name? Champ Bailey? Champ Bailey? No. Oh, you know what? Listen. All right. You got me. You got me. Just Just give us a number. Just give me a number. I just just cheated. I I looked it up because... (laughs) No, seriously. You know what? You can't cheat, No, we weren't going to get... We weren't going to get two. We weren't going to get two, right? We should have got... We should have got the tight ends. Okay, Charlie, uh, you got the tight end. Oh, yeah. Um, what's his name? The, the greatest tight end of all? Yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, wow, I'm blank. I'm Tony blank. Gonzalez. For Can- yeah, played okay. for Kansas City. The yeah, other two was, were tough. Tony- the other two were – one was an offensive lineman, the other one was a defense. Orlando Pace? No. Oh. No. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. He played, for the he played for the Titans. Yeah. Played for the Titans? From 83 to 2001. Yeah. He was an offensive lineman. Yes, yes. Very famous. Very his famous. son, his son is his son is an offensive lineman for the Falcons now. Um, oh man, <laughs> oh, I know who it is too. Your I head. can't give his name. <laughs> I can't remember his name. See, if you're watching I could, the NFL I could see round tables, face. I could see his face too. <laughs> I could see his face in my head, and I can't remember his name, man. Yeah, uh, Bruce, Bruce Matthews. Matthews, man. Oh. And the other guy's really hard. Right. I would have never got with a million. A defensive Ooh. lineman, Merlin Olson. Oh yeah, I wouldn't get that. I would have never got yeah. that. Yeah, nah. Champ yeah, Bailey was like tied for number nine. So like after those five, yeah, and it was Ray Lewis, Jerry Rice, and uh, and Reggie White. Uh, Reggie White. We should have come up with Jerry White. Yeah, Rice, we yeah. should have. We should have came up yeah. with Jerry White. Yeah. And then after I mean, that, Reggie White. It was a tie for uh, yeah, for twelve, which was Champ Bailey, Drew Brees, Ken Houston, and uh, Randall McDaniel. I remember, I know um, Champ Bailey was somewhere close because I remember I'm rem- hearing about him, about the, like he's been in a, multi- a bunch of Pro Bowls, but I couldn't remember how much it was. Exactly. <clears throat> let's, let's get into our predictions and then we'll get up out of here for the week. Um, Seahawks versus Falcons. Seahawks. Seahawks. A thousand percent. <laughs> They're going to be, and you want to talk about a fantasy pick? Pick any player on the Seahawks offense that. and pick their yes. defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that Ryan may not even play. And he's they're not, best anyway. He's not he's Matt Sharp. Matt Sharp is I we didn't even know Matt Sharp was still in the league. Matt Sharp is playing is gonna start. And even if Matt Ryan plays, I think it would have been a blowout. So Yeah. Yeah. Falcons need to think about rebuilding. Just my yeah. just my opinion. Um the Eagles against the Bills. I'm gonna go with the Bills on this one. Until the Eagles can show me that they could beat a beat a team, I'm going with the Bills on this one. There's something wrong with the with the Eagles on yeah, offense. I don't Eagles know what are it is. A mess. I, I hate to pick against them, but I, I really think Buffalo's gonna win this one. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll beat them on some. I'm gonna pick the Eagles because the uh, Buffalo Bills and the, the fan, the, the fan <laughs> and my my coworker, he get on my damn nerve. You have a one, Buffalo Bills fan at only work? one New York team. Yeah, oh, exactly. Lord. Yes. We get on my damn nerves, so I'm going with the Eagles. Um, we got the Chargers against the Bears. Chargers against the That's Bears. another ugly game. I, That's I'm an gonna ugly, take, nasty. Yeah. I, I'm going to take L.A. I, I don't trust Chicago's offense with uh, Trubisky Mitch at Trubisky? all. Trubisky? Yeah. And I yeah, think I'll LA's think... good. They're going to start rolling here. They, they, gotta, they have to. I'll take L.A. too, yes. I'll pick L.A. There's something wrong with Chicago. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them, but I'll pick L.A. too. Uh, we got the Giants against the Lions. You got to go Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I go with Detroit too. Yeah, I'm going to pick Detroit as well. Um, Buccaneers against the Titans. Ugh. I'm go with Tennessee. I don't know why, but yeah, shout, shout out to Tannehill for winning last week, shockingly. So yeah. I'll, I'll pick Tennessee. Yeah, I'll go with yeah, I'll go with Tennessee myself. 
By the way, um, back to that that whole uh, the Lions game. Pick any of those uh, um, those uh, those monster um, uh, Lions wide receivers too as your as your pick as your pick for um, mm-hmm. for fantasy. Yep. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Harper Jones, Jones, three touchdown catches. <laughs> yeah, yep. Jones is an animal, man. And the other kid is not bad. The kid is the other kid has more yards than Jones, too, for the season. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, let's see. We got Broncos against the Colts. Colts. Yeah. At home, Colts, big time. Yeah. yeah. Pick, Colts. pick, pick Jacoby Brissett on your uh, fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> because he's been on fire lately, and he he's, he means business. Um, you got the Bengals versus the Rams. 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 There's your fantasy pick, too. <laughs> Rams pick up Cooper Cup. Maybe Gurley. Pick up Cooper Cup. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't have anybody in slot they, that could cover that kid. Nope. Shockingly, pick Jared Goff. He, he, might, he might show out for this game. Shockingly. Um, the Cardinals against the Saints. 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 That's just a better Saints, team. It's going to be as, very as tough because uh, uh, Sean Payton has a decision to make between bringing back Drew Brees or keep uh, letting Teddy Bridgewater play this week. I think they'll give him one more week. Yeah, I think they'll give ready. him one more week, too. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking that, too. And uh, shout out to Teddy Bridgewater for holding that team down for Drew Brees. So oh, now, yeah. Yep. Brees is 100%. He's definitely got himself a starting job next year wherever he goes. Might be the Saints. Might be. I don't know if Breeze is coming back, but if you want to pick somebody on your fantasy, pick the Saints defense because they they still balling. Yeah, they they balling. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. So pick the Saints defense. Um, oh, good good game. Panthers against the 49ers. Probably game of the week. Probably. Do not do not touch that game in fantasy. Whatever mm-hmm. you do, do not touch that game. There's two yeah. of the better defenses in the league, and I know that's the one problem that Carolina has is they rank really low. In pass, in pass, giving up passing yards on defense, but I don't think that's something you have to worry with the 49ers. They don't throw the ball that much. Uh, they run the ball more. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the 49ers. I think I think the 49ers game planning. Uh, I've made it very clear that I love Kyle Shanahan as a coach and a play caller. So I'll go 49ers. I'm gonna go 49ers too. I'm gonna go with the Panthers to give them their first loss. Until until um, Garoppolo can prove can prove something better to me, I I think the Panthers will prove uh, pull it out. <laughs> so I, can, I, don't, I don't believe in Garoppolo right now. Um, Browns against the Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> I'm not going against them in that game. Man, uh, I got the Patriots. This is this is yeah. This is my this is my steal of the week. Uh, this is my uh, Browns. Don't kill me. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I got the Patriots one. All right. Uh, Raiders against the Texans. I like the Texans at home. Shock, shockingly, shockingly, I like the Texans too. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, I'm gonna say shockingly. Mm-hmm. The only Texans. Why. Yeah. Yep. I'm, me too. So, uh, and then the the night game we got. Uh, Packers against the Chiefs. Yeah, without Mahomes, yeah, you gotta Packers. go Green Bay. Yeah, you have to. And then, as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing with the, with the, I guess as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing like he wants to win something, uh, I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. The NFC is, is I think, is very uh, more competitive than the AFC this season. Most definitely. I am up. Yeah. Yep. Um, the last game, which would be a uh, kind of a garbage game. Um, the Dolphins against the Steelers. Got to go Pittsburgh at home. Pittsburgh's going to win that. Pittsburgh is a better team. Even if they lost their defensive tackle, uh, Stefan Tuitt, uh, that's, uh, I don't think that the Dolphins have an answer for them, for um, for their pass rushers. And Minka Fitzpatrick has been balling for the Steelers lately. So, yeah, I, it, uh, I'll, stick, I'll go with the Steelers. I'll, I'll pick the Seals. Dolphins are straight garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight garbage, literally. And that's it for our podcast. Uh, follow us <clears throat> on Instagram, uh, NY Jets Fans Podcast, Twitter um, at Jets Fans Podcast. And as always, we, we do this every week. And uh, please check us out because we, we might be doing more than likely we're going to be doing some game reviews, maybe the start of next week or the week after. 
So until next week, we take a flight. We're out of here. All right. Take flight. Take flight.